You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. That's right. The all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy for you to create your own professional website portfolio and online store. I mean, I need a website so bad. I got to go here and fix my own site. I mean, the free trial, you get 10% off. You just visit squarespace.com forward slash race wars. And they're going to hook you up. They're going to hook you up. It's simple. It's easy. It's fast. Beautiful design. You drag and drop content. 24-hour support. Huh? I don't know if support is coming from India, but you, they're going to help you. So stop being all particular. Huh? Plans start as low as $8 a month and includes free domain names if you sign up for a year. So you better sign up for a year, man. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going there, take all my pictures, all my pictures from great graduations and Six Flags Great Adventures, and, and make something of myself. Let my fans see what I'm up to. Huh? Squarespace.com, man. Forward slash race wars. Do it. Do it now. Fix your life. Fix your site. Race wars. I know you're like, how could a white man be allowed to do that? <laughs> you can say the word only in the confines of this podcast. It's what we do, baby. Yeah. You're out of your fucking mind, dude. I have the power. Race Wars, we back, we back, baby, we back in the house. You know, I hope everybody uh, caught the last episode, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Do I feel? Uh, do I sound echoey? A uh, little bit. No. Yeah. Does it sound? A little I don't. You do a little bit. I sound a little echoey. BD sounds sound loud. Yes. That's just, that's yeah. not very smooth. Yeah, that sounds very creamy. Cream, BD yeah. is yeah. Very yeah. creamy. Yeah. We got BD Friedman, comedian BD Friedman, in the house from Hi. LA. Oh, we gotta turn BD down. And we yeah, gotta, we turn, gotta, it gotta turn that down. <laughs> wow, it's gonna be too. Not because of your. It's not you. It's the. Fan. Oh well. And we got Ted Alexandro here. Hey guys. Oh, Teddy. All right. So yeah, we got Ted in the house. We got hey BD in the house. Oh. Caitlin's here, of course. Hello. Kurt just got in here. Yeah, I sure did. Yeah, you sure did. Where were you? Uh, I had uh, urban business. <laughs> I, no, that's I a drug business. deal. What does that mean? That's a drug deal. That's mm-hmm. a drug sale. Usually, said an interracial relationship. <laughs> I had it. Yeah. It's <laughs> got an urban business to take care of. I have a lot of urban business. <laughs> a lot of urban business. Wow. Did you get another Slow fight? Slow down. Did I get what? In another fight? No. No. I, I, the last time I got in a fight was that cell phone. A fight? Thing. No, I mean like oh, with, the, with your neighborhood yeah. and the dog and the girl. And no, the know. problem with my neighborhood is just boils down to I live down the street from a mental home, which I didn't know. Wow. Oh. Oh. Well, well, I live in Washington Heights. And uh, <laughs> I thought the people on my block were fucking crazy, half of them. And they were. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out they were. But I thought it was because they were Dominicans, but it turns out they were just outside of that. <laughs> oh, it's not, it's not just racist. I was racism. blaming it on some Spanish shit, but it's right. just they But it's just they were mentally un- unstable. They, you know, I don't think you're doing them a service to put them in a halfway house that looks like it's a normal building. Because then... I don't like like if I knew they were know? they were soft brain you know I would go oh okay the guy's got a fucking soft brain should they have some type of stamp or uniform on oh they should have like a statue out front with a cuckoo maybe a gold star <laughs> <laughs> what's the problem having a big cuckoo car with a cuckoo out front <laughs> it lets everybody God know damn. and everyone's comfortable it cuts to mental health care there's no budget for a cuckoo clock <laughs> let's see what Ted has to say about this he's out here trying to save the earth he's yeah. running Wall Street I can't get the work on yeah. Wall Street cause Ted's down Ted, and I'll tell you because Ted, if you don't know Ted Alexandro, he's uh he Ted's the real deal. Like Ted's he's the real deal. Holy Phil is is down for these. 
Because a lot of times I get very annoyed by fucking like liberal activist types. Right. But Ted's like a fucking real. You know why? Because he, because he started at the base for us. He started with the whole comedian union. Got our fucking money up at these clubs. He got right. our money up. Right. Yeah. He's a hero. Ted's a hero to us. And you had to take you. a blacklisting for it, didn't you? Didn't they try to fuck with you? They tried to blacklist yes. them. I was blacklisted from a couple of clubs. Well, we call it African American listed. That's on right. Show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. I was a little offended right there. I, I yes. kept it to myself because it kind of looks black. It looks high yellow. Somebody <laughs> yes. trying to ban you? Uh, they didn't try. They did it. Uh, I was banned at both the cellar and Caroline's. Uh, wow. To this day, I don't work at Caroline's. Why the cellar? Wow. Uh, I, I think that the folks there did not take kindly to the fact that I was organizing no? comedians. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Really? Yeah. Anti-union, you say? I always thought of them as strong advocates. I wish I, for, I for forgot comics. about that. And I thought, well, I assumed it was New York Comedy Club. I didn't know it was cellar. Because Noam was here last week. I would have fucking Yeah, we should have brought that up. But he'll be back. No, well, come no, back. No, I mean, to his credit, Noam has been very good in, in recent years. Yeah. He has been, yeah. yeah. Definitely, he definitely. implements uh, raises without uh, yeah. any kind he of... He does yeah. do that. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I agree. Gives holiday pay and stuff like that. So I've talked to him about it since. But at that time, he wasn't really involved in the day-to-day. And uh, uh, right. at that point, like we were just trying to get the groups of, you know, the various owners and managers of the clubs at the table to talk about a raise. Was it like 12 years ago, 13 years ago? Uh, the first time was in 2001 right. uh, where I did a petition and I got a bunch of comedians to sign that. The second time. I signed the shit out of that. That's right. <laughs> and then the second time was we the had coalition. We make a new list because Sherrod fucked it up. <laughs> with I yeah. graffiti signed it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got to not tag it. it. Sign it. Yeah, he tagged <laughs> it. It was, Thinking. Ill- it was illegible. <laughs> Who the fuck is Neckface? I said that too. <laughs> <laughs> what <Neck> comedian? <laughs> 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 yeah so basically i mean the up the upshot was that we got a raise you know um yeah so you know and and it's funny to me like when people talk about activism and stuff like that in derogatory terms uh because essentially that's all it was it's right. you know it's just advocating and, and hopefully getting a group of people to advocate because you know that's that's all that ever really Power. well you know Power is, numbers. if, if yeah. they can if somebody can like the people associated with whatever you're trying to do if there's a way to smear them with some shit and unfortunately a lot of times you know, there's a there's like a lot of couching other shit with like like the environmental movement, which is important. Yeah, there's a lot of like commie shit couched in that. Right, and, and then it's easy for like a right winger right. to be like, see, they're right. socialists, yeah. right. so we don't even need a planet. Yeah, well, that well that comes down to people though. That comes down to people being willing to look into what it, what actually is going out there. Mm-hmm. So that's something on page you know 127. You know, we know what that is as well as what's on page one. Yeah, well, it's, but I have, it, a qu- I have a question though sure. for you, Ted. Do you think that they, that since you started um, unionizing in New York, do you think it's possible to do that like on the road? Because you know how crazy it is on the road where yeah. it's like it's somebody will tell you, oh, yeah, we'll, oh, oh, sorry, you know, we'll pay you in a couple of weeks. Not a chance you know? in hell, dude. Right. Yeah. He's got to not work. You know how you fix that? It's not work clubs that do that. Yeah. yeah. And spread the word. And spread the word. Not, right. Some of these clubs don't give a shit. Like, they're happy to book some, like, soap opera stars broke no, on the weekends. Right. I, like, I know places that do that, but you're not going to fucking get the na- nationally. But it, yeah, it, it just feels like they don't think, care, though. I think That's it's the possible. Thing. I think it's possible to do it. Definitely yeah. with like the internet and all that shit. I think you I, can get uh, everybody on the same page. I feel like the group of comedians that have the the power to do that is so small, and there's right. there's such a huge group of comics that are just say, at, a, at a say yes to anything phase. Right. And then you're the talking about yourself, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think at this, at this table. <laughs> all right. And then also the the bookers will are will proactively punish comics for for spreading rumors like that. I had a guy friend of mine 
mine who's a he's a feature. We started together in North Carolina. Name him. What's his name? I won't do it. Why? Because he got, because he got in terrible trouble with a huge booking agency. Well, who's the agency? I can't name it. You guys have the power to do that, and I Whisper don't. Whisper it to me. Yes, you do. Yet, oh, for I the love of God. I really don't. You're going to get naked on a stage and not tell us the name of a shitty booking agency? <laughs> Are you out of your fucking mind? Well, you're just listening to us. Well, no, no, no. You can't mess with her money. Yeah. She's got she to pay her rent. It's a real, there's a fear-based thing happening no, really, with really bookers is. for people really at my is. level, guys. Caitlin's, I mean, it's, Caitlin's right. Yeah, and, and, because and, you, feed, you feed it. You're and, feeding it by not saying the name. Well, I, to, an, to <clears> answer <throat> BD's question, uh, the answer is no. I don't think that could happen nationally because when we did the Comedians Coalition, all of a sudden I was getting emails from around the country. Right. Like they wanted to hop on, like, can, can you help us? And I right. said, look, mm-hmm. this is really like a local thing that we're trying. You know, I support you and I'll be happy to lend my name to it, but I can't like, we're just trying to take care of what's going on in New York and right. everything is so kind well, of and, and New York would be a trendsetter which would be which would be great for and sure well, it's good yeah, the, the yeah dynamic here and when, it's exactly. in, when it's in the air that, that ripples out mm-hmm. you're right it's yes. in the zygote so but now it exists for sure and, and the thing about what happened and what made it possible and I think Kurt you did another incarnation of it recently that, that helped yeah. well not is, so how because, you did well yeah but, but just to, to speak to Caitlin's point of when you get to a point and I think at the point that we did it in 2007 it was myself Russ Maneev right. Tom Shalou Buddy Bolton that were kind mm-hmm. of right. uh, in in the the forefront of of organizing, uh, we were all exactly what you described of guys that were about ten to twelve years in who didn't have a lot to lose right. or, or didn't or didn't care at that point. Right, right, sure. right, you know? right, right. And I think right. Kurt, you were probably in a similar position. Like you don't give a fuck. You're going to speak your mind. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, right. So I think it it is uh, Caitlin's on point with that because I just started doing. What I'm trying to tell her is just do it. Just do that now. I, you don't have to fucking. You think you're in school. She fucking right. thinks she's getting a grade. Right. And everything she fucking does right. is to look like yeah. you have to be the fucking class clown, not the valedictorian. But let me ask you this, Kurt. Would you have done what you did five years ago? To UCB East? Fuck yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> dude. I wouldn't take shit off no fucking Now tell improver. people tell people the whole so CBE story. Well, let me just say this first, dude. The, the road clubs are different because mm-hmm. this, these are showcase clubs that pay like a set rate. Right. The road is, however many people get in the seat, your, your whole goal is to get a door deal, which don't have shit to do with like the rates or something. That, right. You set that. Right. So there's no reason to fuck that system up. That's like a pure, in fact, that's like the purest capitalism that works is I'm a draw, I get the fucking door. And that, that's what you're working for with that. That's got nothing to do with. Uh, right, right. Uh, but th- but yeah. those are people, I think, though, who have already made a name. We're talking about a lot of guys who are still coming up. Right. And the b- Booker says, yeah. okay, we're going to pay you 250 bucks to come and headline this. Who, do people, you know someone that does, does that? Uh, well, no, I don't know. So, I mean, Judas I, don't, I, don't, I don't know somebody who's doing that like right now. No. I right. got a call from uh, fucking, who, who's, uh, oh, Coastal. Right. Which, by the way, I said I'll never work your stinking Dangerfield again because they, they fucked me mm-hmm. on $60 one time. Really? Yeah, so yep. they still call me to book me after that. Right. <laughs> yeah. That counted. And then I get a call. <laughs> hey, can you do, uh, I can't remember the name of the place. Can you do, can you go for a, uh, it was like a thousand dollars, maybe, right, or something. Not even maybe for, and it was like four days. And I was like, "Where is this? In San Antonio, Texas?" What? And I'm like, "So you knock? What the fuck are you talking? Like, is that a headlining gig? Like, I was like 
sputtering. <laughs> you, yeah, no, I'm not going there for four, like. Are you are you four joking? days, a thousand dollars in San Antonio? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I can't even imagine. That yeah, sounds like, like the beginning of Locked Up Abroad. <laughs> dude, and then I tell my buddy, hey, remember Brian that was on the show? I tell him that he goes, well, I would do it for four. I'm like, Brian, were you fucking dumb? Oh, Brian, yeah. He's, he's like, I would take it, but I guess because that's what underscores, you know, that's what makes keep the fucking money low because some people will do it. Sure. But there, are bu- but there's buckers who are gonna come in and say, oh, that guy's p- say. Uh, he says he can get you guys for this much. Hey, look, I can get you guys for this much less. Right, right. You know, right. and that's what happens. One but I'll, the, I'll tell you, I bounce back and forth. I'm sorry, I bounce back fine. and forth between um the uh between comedy and theater for years. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the first time I went from comedy to a repertory company, the thing that really got me the most was the pride that was in the actors. Right. I'm coming off the road and I come into this place and I sign a contract. Where, where'd you start? Yes. Pride right. in Washington State. Right. Okay. And mm-hmm. these people have pride and they're, and part of that pride is because they have a contract. They feel like men. They feel like women. Right. They feel like grownups. They feel like people. They have pride in what they do. Right. I step back into the comedy world and a lot of people are just like, oh, oh, oh. They're just, you know, anything. Right. And, and it, it, it's really disheartening. Bottom feeders. Yeah. Well, look, you we, gotta, we have a whole economy based on bottom you, feeders. I mean, new, you see the same thing in, in fast food, uh, the, you know, the fast food unionization effort. True. I mean, people that are working at fast food places are in a, are kept in a consistently desperate position. They're not making enough money to to take a risk and like and and be a part of the strike or be a part of the thing. oh they're part of it they sh- shut down the fucking McDonald's on Forty well, Second yeah. Street it was a whole bunch of workers out there absolutely those are incredibly brave men and women that are doing because that they because they got fed up with it they said fuck McDonald's yeah, pay us we the fuck, room we're for error is so fucking small I mean like you're talking about people that have savings account like I, may, I mean when I was working in fast food I didn't even have a savings account I mean just the ability of like scraping by and like getting right. I mean it's just a nightmare and you see a very very similar dynamic in, in yeah. comedy well yeah working um, with Sorry, go ahead. It's it's a bold move for anyone mm-hmm. who is that vulnerable yes. to, right. to uh, step up and and, right. and have a voice. Yeah, because you're easily replaceable, and I think it's, yep. it's mm-hmm. you can make the same yep. comparison to comedy in that I think you know from the time that we're coming up as new comics. You're in a position of being so grateful for anything you get, any yeah. stage time. You get passed at this club, right? You know, I, I tell the story of right. when, I, when I got passed at the comic strip. I was working there a year. And didn't realize that you got paid. <laughs> I, was walking, you I was walking out one day uh, after my set and said, "Thanks, good night." Right. And someone said, "Oh, you forgot to pick up your money." I was like, "Money?" Yeah. I a good year went by. I don't know who was getting my money. Maybe that's why I kept getting booked. Right. Uh, <laughs> some, <laughs> someone was right. Saying, yeah. probably fucking <laughs> Richie. Wow. That's, you know, I'm well, you don't know that. Don't he's, assume. He's a fucking. Wait, scumbag. wait. I, well, I got a question. You get paid at the comic strip? <laughs> <laughs> and that's. I mean, that's where I'm at now. I'm four years in, and I'm doing uh, checks spots and guest spots I'm not paid at any of the clubs here I'm so grateful for any stage time a thousand dollars to go to San Antonio sounds amazing right. to me I mean like that's more I, I can't lie it sounds kind of good right yeah like I would t- 100% would take for that four gig fucking days for two shows days. Every days. I'm not getting that I'm getting, I mean I've got a gig like, yeah, I like San Antonio I can go there and hang out right. and pick up a grant and when I was when I was booking the Pink Collar Comedy Tour which is something that I did myself the best rooms that we did were black box theaters because mm. there were contracts they had promotion right. arrangements and the worst gigs that we did right. were at were at comedy shows mm-hmm. I did I did a comedy club where we had a guarantee which was which was rare I usually worked with door deals he had the wrong name of the show 
until four day Latino night. Four days. <laughs> and before, you're welcome. And before, it got packed for right? the Latino night. No, you're welcome. Uh-uh. You're welcome. You know it got packed. Days before our fucking show. And I kept calling him and being like, hey, you know, like I'll link to the website, but it's not accurate. So like I'll what, I'll start promoting this as soon as you like it? change it. It was in it was somewhere in California. Oh, I performed places where I saw the posters with me on it with the wrong dates. Yeah. Oh. Wrong dates. And but I'm then, there, I'm there the looking end, at it like that ain't right. You, at the end of the show. Change the tour to Latino night. At the end of the show, he was like, You didn't really draw. And I was like, well, we weren't really promoting the show because you offered us a guarantee. I usually work with a door deal and we have this promotion packet that we normally do. But like, since you weren't willing to cut me in, you you offered us $400 total for four comics and 90 minute show. I'm not I'm Are sorry it wasn't about that? it that's wasn't a priority that's for us on our, for. on our date and I, expl- <laughs> I explained that to him in the room and he looked flabbergasted that I had the balls to tell him I'm like yeah to like I, anything, I right, promote right. shows where I'm cut into the profits I don't promote shows where I, I have a that's guarantee why, because that's your that's job. why you always that's why I always I won't let the promoter or booker know that no beyond a shadow of a doubt that I won't kill them <laughs> so I just keep that flowing I feel like, I'm like you can do what you want to do but I might snap and snap your fucking throat yeah mm-hmm. because yeah. you're trying to play me yeah <laughs> so I just keep that in the air I'm really surprised yeah. and I usually get my shit I'm really surprised that more comedians don't get in some kind of trouble I, me too for like for like really having and hurt and stabbing to death for some booker I'm, here's a, I'm here's shocked the name by I will it. say yeah. Jeremy Meter books a shitty room in Virginia like Troutsville Virginia or something like that and he's um, he's hooked up with with a couple of larger booking agencies, but he has a, a shitty reputation. He fucked me out of eight hundred dollars. Oh. The number of comics <laughs> that he just doesn't pay in yeah, North and North brutal. Carolina and Virginia. He has a repu- he, has, he pays about half the time is what I've gathered from anecdotal why, evidence. Why comics still and playing? Why it? people still? That's but it. are people There's still a, paying the rooms because they need the they need the stage time. Yeah. they well, have. Like, or they're just new. They're just yeah, so they're just new. They're, new. Just they're brand work. new. But he's the they're person that fucked my feature person because he told he somebody. Canceled so that's gig. the dude who did Some, it. Somebody What's canceled. his name? Jeremy Meter. There you go. Stand uh, up for yourself. Canceled. Kurt was no, no, no. Stand it's, the fuck up. That, but that, he's not the problem because he only books <laughs> two rooms in bullshit I don't Virginia. give a fuck. Let's start on his ass. Jeremy Meter suck a dick. He called a larger national booker and told him that some comic tattled on him and like canceled a gig because he doesn't have a reputation to pay and took a gig that has a reputation to pay a month in advance plenty of time to replace himself right. and uh, he called the national booker and that national booker blacklisted him for two months which was the difference between him, between him being able to make rent and not being able to make rent because he well, that's just why, transitioned that's when you to a visit somebody. that's when you gotta go it's visit it's a nightmare that's when you gotta go visit somebody and show them that you really want your rent but money there's, but more there's, than they want fucking <laughs> to get out of that office a national booker doesn't mean shit I mean that's the bottom line so like nothing he, he, he booked anybody like, can this, book anything this, this comic he had three like two months worth of work with this one booking agency all else. over the country. Yeah, you think comics more, are desperate? Yeah. You should see fucking national bookers and fucking... <laughs> Those yeah. people are desperate as shit, dude. You don't have to fucking take that. Yeah. You don't have to take it. You gotta stand up for yourself. Yeah, At I some mean, point, you gotta say, I'm not going for it. Yeah, you? and it, it is like... I think it is a good metaphor for kind of what goes on across the board. You know, like whether you're talking <laughs> mm-hmm. about uh, low-income workers, you know, uh, which, let's face it, that's more and more people. Right. Yeah. Just because. Well, you know you what's know. outrageous about that? Yeah. They go, there's always a fucking Republicans with minimum wage shit. And, and it blows my mind because the minimum wage has gone up since I was a kid. It's always gone up. And every time it's about to go, like, it'll destroy this industry. Right. <laughs> but it's fine. It's richer than ever. Right. When they invented minimum wage, we can't possibly have that. Yeah. Well, how can we have a minimum wage? Yeah. And then so yeah. now, and it's, it's these fucking people, like, uh, uh, 
Oh, fuck, I'm blanking out because of fucking Keelan just... What <laughs> you my oh, in one breath they go, they go. Well, you can't be on welfare because the dignity of working. You're a slave <laughs> to welfare. You need the dignity. So then you take this shitty job. You're like, well, can I get paid so I can live for my right. job? Well, that's right. a teenager's job, you punk. <laughs> Why you, what are you doing a kid's job for? That's your children. Why don't I don't understand. There's no way yeah. out. I don't understand why it's right. legal there's in this no country to have a part of your the the part of your plan as a company is that you know a certain percentage of your workers are going to qualify for public assistance and everyone's cool with that. Well, that's, that's from that like, work fair shit, right? That's they're trying to make yeah. it where you're just not just... Because let's Laying face it. around. But, um, did you watch that Bill Moore? Do you watch that show? Bill from Moore? time to time. Remember Alexander Pelosi did those those documentaries she recorded Republicans who weren't voting for Obama. Right. All Republicans got outraged. Like, you're just showing toothless hicks. Then she filmed a fucking welfare line in New York and then the liberals got all upset because right. everyone she talked to in that line was a piece of shit. <laughs> Literally everyone she talked to in the line was a piece of human flotsam. And they, oh, how could you show? Those are fucking people that are real comfortable. This is when I go to Canada. This is the thing that sucks. You know, however big the, sa- the safety net is, there's always some fucking loser that's going to take advantage of it no matter where you go. I right. agree. Well, I mean, I you, could, no you could point to people that are dressed in three-piece uh, $1,000 suits uh, that are pieces of shit that are living off uh, corporate welfare. Oh, that's right. true. That's uh, a good point. I mean, it's easy to look at the uh, the poor, destitute person right. and say, you're, you're mooching off mm-hmm. the state for your uh, one meal of chicken McNuggets a day. Right. You know, but what about the people that are living high on the hog? That, high on a hog. And then, well, I agree, I mean, that's where, I agree with, away that, with it. But I don't think... Uh, you can't show the one because they're poor. That's the that's what I like. The outrage is she. I say it. both. Like, I show yourself. both sides but I don't of like it. To, but I don't. I don't like to to, to to vilify the poor. Like they're they're right. they're the least among us. They're the voiceless. Like to, mm-hmm. to make a, an example of them is missing the bigger picture of who's running the system and who's benefiting from. You know, they're not benefiting from the system. People right. that are living in those circumstances. So it's to me, it's diversionary tactics that that kind of the corporate state always. Uh, will use to divert attention from the real problem. So look over here. You know this. Mm-hmm. This right, is yeah. what you can focus I never, your. Yeah, I never look at somebody on a welfare line or a food line and say, "Look at this motherfucker getting over this lucky guy, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. Look at this son of a bitch. Well, I should be over there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I never talking about like systemic, just, like people that are getting systemically fucked. I mean, my my grandfather. I think people are getting squeezed at both ends. It's both an income issue and then like the retirement issue. My father. My grandfather's a hundred years old. Um, when he was in his seventies, he started a, an IRA with my grandmother. Um, and then the bank that he and then he he took the little piece of paper that said that he opened the IRA and he put it under his bed and it's been there for 40 years um, recently he tried to get that money to pay for my grandmother's funeral um, but the bank had been bought and then that bank had been bought and then that bank merged with another bank and nobody knows where his fucking money is so, you and so my, my grandfather is in the humiliating position of having done the right thing and having the money to pay for my grandmother's funeral and then having to go to family members with a handout which for a hundred-year-old war veteran is a, is a right. humiliating, emasculating it's, it's, position. It's sad and humiliating. Because of what because of a fucking <laughs> paper thing. You because of a paper trail. Got to sue. You got to sue the bank. He's, got to get a lawyer. He's yeah. doing that. Yeah. And then, but but the and they they just found the money. They like wrote about this a couple of years ago. It was in in the newspaper. Uh, they just found the money, um, which is great. Uh, except did that you get some of it? Seventy-five percent of it has been eaten up with the lawyer fees so that, because no. it took so many <laughs> billable hours to find mm. that fucking money. That's just uh, you know that's a shame. America. I really I really think that uh, when you're talking about being squeezed from from both ways, um, and I know this might be weird or even take us off uh, track a little, but I just think it's all magic. 
You know, magic is done by you put one hand in their face and you do all of this stuff, and then the other hand is doing something else behind the back, Definitely. and then something else happens. I just think that when we that Americans we argue with each other, Democrats and Republicans, conservative and liberal, and there's something else completely different that's mm-hmm. actually going on. Because why would you try so hard to keep everybody fighting if you weren't? doing something else behind the back they sneaky bd you're right bd they're so sneaky they all up to shit they all up to the same shit they all get four years of a chance to do fucking scheme and get their mm-hmm. way and then it swings back but we ain't in that pendulum swing we're, no, we're on the outside of that shit it's so let's just the... go from the rich conservative fucking republicans to the rich fucking liberal mm-hmm. democrats right. and they just throw it back and forth f- yeah. between each other yeah. I, mean, I, got, I got friends in my family i've got rough friends in my family i got people in my family close people who have done very very well for themselves right mm-hmm. and uh, and you know they've been able to turn me on to how to work with my money exactly right. what to mm-hmm. do with my money right. step so one buy a vest so, <laughs> <laughs> and cultivate your fro so, <laughs> so those are you look very nice so oh thank you so those are those are things that I've done and it's been okay right and I don't feel like you know when I'm hearing conversations about money and about people who have and people who don't have and I look and I say hey you know I'm moving into a place where I have but I don't feel like a villain and I know the people in my family are not villains they're also getting squeezed but there's this whole uh uh there's an atmosphere of of fear right that we're living in and it's Definitely. really weird like like the two people left in america that it's actually okay to be brazenly prejudiced against are people who are overweight and people who are rich and those people, well, America's know, too I, fat. We're too you know, fucking fat. No, I think well, that's, I mean, the country, I, I, I think that's just my. That's just my. Right. Wait, I don't on. think. That's I don't think my, that recent vilification has done anything to take away the myth in this, the the myth of meritocracy in this country that people that have money have gotten there by virtue of their own intelligence or okay, hard work that's, or whatever. Listen, that's not necessarily true. However, if you have some worth to you, you probably will do okay. Not to say you should just leave. There shouldn't be a no, safety net for people. But here's an example: <laughs> this bitch on my block. Because I'm the dude. For example, <laughs> like I moved to the to the. I live in Washington Heights now, yes. so I'm always the white guy that I don't benefit from gentrification. I have to move when the white people get there because <laughs> they price me out. And uh, so I move in first. <laughs> Wait, you have to, you have to move. With other, yeah, with yeah other I never, people I never have the fucking has, money for he that. He has Dominican right. money. I, I, I got Dominican that. money. You understand? Yeah, I got you. So there's one bitch. He's on my not block. like the. He's not there with a whole bunch of other white people. He's the only white person he's, in the middle. So, he's so, not the man. And when they change the rents, he's out of there with the Dominicans. So I got half. But here's Ouch. what happens. So, so half of my neighbors I have like I'm friendly with. Like yeah. whatever, I'll smoke with them outside on the stairs, all that shit. Then I'll have people in the <laughs> fucking neighborhood that that seek me out. They look <laughs> at me like, oh, I'm gonna test this motherfucker. People with homes panhandle me like, oh, he's the white guy. So there'll be some bitch outside the bodega, Mister, can you buy me some juice? Because in her head, white people are the juice givers. <laughs> in her fucking brain. And I knowing got, you, you probably said, what, what you want, grape? I want to go. <laughs> no, you know, I see it the other way because when I'm, juice. when I'm coming down like a street, right. or especially if I'm driving in L.A., and there's a homeless guy on the side of the yeah. road, that guy looks at me like, nigga, you better give me some money. Yeah, you look like you know, You know, you know, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He looks at me like, you should know the struggle. Like, you I owe him, you know, So yeah. you owe me something you know because why? you know what this is. If you got, I've never been homeless. I've never I'll been on welfare. I don't identify with you, bro. I've never even lived in the ghetto. I grew up in the suburbs. I grew up on Pink Floyd, man. I don't know what you're talking about. It was worst nightmare. If you grow, if you grow Frederick Douglass hair, you're going to run 
<laughs> you're gonna run into this is a very classy haircut. This is all the way back to Frederick Douglass. Yes. Yes. This is you old seem like classic. You I'm bringing it back. It's more of a Crisp Exatics. Crisp Exaticus. What the hell are you talking about? A, don't say the name if you don't have it. A nice Pierre Toussaint, <laughs> inventor of shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> It does. You know, I tell you, having a fro, man. The worst thing is that when you get out of the shower, you sweat for like two more hours because the water. I used to have a fro back in the day. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I used to try to stand still and then go like this and then make the water come out. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you stand still, it'll stay in there. Shake it. And then I go like this and it goes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a personal waterfall. Nightmare. I love that you took the time to do that. Yes, I had a lot of free time time. as a child. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of free time. Do you ever like? uh, Do you ever wear like a what are they called? The hair, the hair net, or the shower? Cap no, or? no, no, because I wash my hair. Well, do you have to do it you know, every, every time, time you no, shower? Yeah, yeah, no, I like, yeah. yeah white people don't wash really their hair every time. Really white lot people, of people don't wash their hair every time they get in the shower, though. See, I, but I use these. I thought like, that was uh, black people. No, no white no. people wash their hair every every time they get in the shower. Oh, really? I, yeah. I do. Not I, girls. If I, don't, girls don't. I was like, I don't think that's true. Right, right. Not girls, but okay. uh, guys. Yeah, if we, I don't wash my hair, then I'll just stand there and like not wash it. But I use olive oils and all kinds mm-hmm. of like stuff for my. What are you, you fucking Eddie Murphy and coming to America? <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Oh, it's here comes the royal ass wipers <laughs> with a fresh vest and, and a white. It's olive oil. We've been talking to James Earl Jones son the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to make a reminder. Wait, is, uh, is Freeman okay. like a, a historical fucking yeah. Django name? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's historical. Yeah, yeah. What my 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 uh, ancestors were some of the first free black people, and not so creative with Where? names. It's like we free men, so we gonna yeah, be free men. Was free. Yeah, no, but that, but I mean, if you've been a slave for a long time, you're like, yeah, when I get free, I know what my name going. <laughs> when the Jenkins where, come, where when the, the Jenkins come along. <laughs> well, Jenkins is a slave. That's See, a that's slave like, name. That's, that's a British name. Yeah, that's yeah. how you know which white people to come after for slavery because if they have a, a name that sounds like a black name. They were slave owners. Yeah. White man named Jenkins, you get that motherfucker. Especially <laughs> <laughs> their, their name is Jackson. You oh, my God. <laughs> Let me do this Ray, real fast. Don't forget uh, Squarespace. That's all. Oh, my God. Squarespace.com slash race wars. Make right. sure you sign up for Squarespace and uh, use the promo code race. Hey, it's simple and easy. It's beautiful design. You can drag and drop. For your info. Own website. Did it's you easy. It's for you. They know it's for your website because we mentioned all the time. We love Foursquare. Did you get your website done yet, Kurt? Uh, no, because I want a free one from them. Yeah, you're right. We should get free ones. We, <laughs> we're, the, free we're the face. We're the face of a Squarespace. It's 24-hour like support. You know that. And plus, you for $8 a month, you can sign up for $8 a month if you get a free and a free domain name. Yeah. If you sign up for a year. You sign up for a year, you get a free domain name, and it's only $8. How can you beat that? Make a website. Make something of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, save the earth. As websites are earth-friendly, right, Teddy? That's right. They save you. There's no paperwork involved. The web. Yep. <gasps> Keep it's it all green. done digitally. It's digitally. Digitally. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget squarespace.com forward slash, right? It's forward slash? Forward slash race wars. Squarespace.com forward slash race wars. Simple and easy, beautiful design. Get your fucking website done, you, you maniac. <laughs> now, back to this. After I actually wanted to bring up uh, an earlier point that you made uh, about the sort of the magic show and the distraction. And I think that it's one of the I think I feel like Ted and I have had really different experiences in activism because I worked in in the professional campaign world right after college. And I, I came to activism from a from a really personal place of like wanting to ad- advocate for things. And then I got into the industry of it and realized that I I, I didn't feel like I was helping i didn't feel like the good that i was doing outweighed the harm and i felt like what i was doing is i was really 
um, contributing, like it, it, like sort of like when you have, you have soldiers on both ends of a battlefield and two people that look that have identical jobs that are sort of like just going at each other. <laughs> and I felt like I was just contributing to like the further entrenching this narrative of like hate the other side and right. really preventing conversations from happening. So I wanted to talk to you or like hear more about what your experience has been in the activism world because it's different fundraising. It feeds off of like fake urgency and sort of like, you know, if, if you don't think if you lose this election, the apocalypse happens and, mm. you know, like hate everyone that's on the other side. And, and right. it's it's right. it's a conversation ender as opposed to a, a way to, to open up a conversation. Yeah. Answer. Yeah. yeah. I th- well, for me, I think my entry into activism uh, was probably first like, you know, doing the organizing with the Comedians Coalition. That was mm-hmm. I didn't look at it as activism at the time, but yeah. looking back I was like, Oh yeah, that's that's what that was. Mm-hmm. That and was then, your bus protest. In that's other right. Words. I was yeah. that was my Rosa Parks. That moment. was your Rosa Parks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but then when Occupy Wall Street started, I just went down there not really for any other reason than out of curiosity. Yeah. Uh, but I was really taken by the fact that these people, you know, again, these average citizens right. were uh, claiming a space, not mm-hmm. just any space, uh, the, the the heart of the financial district, and standing up and saying there's something fundamentally wrong with our system. Yes. Uh, so to me, that was very heartening and very audacious of right. these people. You know, because yeah. again, t- for people to criticize activists, like people just came up with the idea, why don't we sleep on Wall Street? And, pro- <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, and it, it grew to thousands of people right. because yeah. people agree right. with the sentiment because that there's something on, wrong here. They focus on the fucking kids with dreadlocks of that are doing the do. little hand signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it's the, the fucking, shell game. But I even game. like those right. kids because if it just makes one Wall Street guy jump out a fucking window, if I just come upon a hippie drum circle in life, I want to kill myself. <laughs> just all day long, these fuckers had to listen to that shit that's beautiful to me. Yes, so I yes, I agree. <laughs> but yeah, that shit but, of like, we're going to top down. This is the thing that fucks it up. Because what I will notice this with Occupy Wall Street, they couldn't entirely paint it as these dipshit kids because sure. there was enough people that were like regular people that got fucked there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they weren't able to entirely color it like that. Right. But those little fuckers that just got out of fucking school we're gonna fucking take down capitalism from the bottom up right. and then have a new society with handsick that shit dude like I, that, that kills every fucking movement sure that's all you need uh. a, a guy who slightly leans right to see is that shit yeah. right. and, and whatever they even sympathize with they have to be personally fucked like to, to compensate for that you, all these people are gonna have to be personally fucked to get on your team and that's what half of that was but I think also like you always have to take the long view you know it, you can't like be myopic about like what did you know? You didn't win. Occupy Wall Street didn't win. Right? You know? yeah, it's that's like ridiculous. no. It's it's a it movement. changed the narrative. Yes. You know, yeah. just this past Sunday, there were four hundred thousand people in the streets of New York for for the climate march. Right. Uh, uh, that was Sixth Avenue. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, mm-hmm. actually, Central Park Central. West, and then yeah, the parts of uh, Sixth Avenue as okay. well. Uh, but I mean, just think about that. Like, can you imagine ten years ago, or certainly twenty years ago? Uh, half a million people being in the street for a climate march. No, it was a fringe. Puerto Rican for Puerto Rican Day Parade. Yes, oh, for right. climate <laughs> march. No, not for climate. It was a fringe wow. issue. But see, that's that's I how think, movements are, are built. Over I think long term, that's not going to work out till we're having a climate swim because that shit. <laughs> yeah. it's too late. Wow. Right. Well, you know, unfortunately, right. the, what happens? The great part, guys. Whether they fix it, or not, I got some great news. We have to worry. It's too fucking late. <laughs> <laughs> we passed point of no return with that. So uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. No, wait, <laughs> Drive I, your car while you can. I think the I think the Occupy Wall Street movement really succeeded in sort of changing the way that we talk about 
talk about banks and talk about what financial structures. Is, yeah, so, right, talk about yeah, and thinking more about like uh, you know stakeholders as opposed to shareholders. You know, mm-hmm. thinking about like not prioritizing profits be, but the, thing, the highest the mother- good ever. <laughs> the and motherfuckers who got don't want to give it up. That's right. And motherfuckers who don't have one. Yeah, yeah. So there's the battle. <laughs> and it's and it's also it's not a thing of like BD. You were saying it's not vilifying wealth or vilifying right. uh, the fact that somebody's successful. I mean, again, I think that's a diversionary tactic. Uh, because well, it's it not a, it's not about that. It's about a system that only knows one thing, and that's more, right? Mm-hmm. More, well, more so extraction, more resources. Right. Even in the climate change uh, uh, issue, where the, these oil companies are still extracting oil or looking for new ways to extract oil, when we already have enough right. oil that's <laughs> that, that would essentially ruin the well, the, the climate what forever. Ha- what happens with with movements uh. is that. Um, Powers that are that are not for us, that are not for anybody really, but themselves. Sure, uh, became adept at uh, hijacking uh, mm-hmm. a movement, like back in the '60s, like the March on Washington. The March on Washington started for, from for poor, jo- the, poor black people uh, in the South. The full name of that was the March on Washington for Jobs and right. Equality. That's right. right. That's right. right. And it started mm-hmm. with poor black yep. people in the South who said, "You know what? I don't care. I'm gonna get. I'm getting my gun." I'm leaving this house. I'm going to Washington, and whether I get killed or not, it's better than living on my knees. Right. And they went there, and then what happened was that the whole thing ended up getting hijacked, and now you have hijacked by who? Uh, hijacked by, I think, by the system. I think that what happens is that you have people who really have good things in mind. They have good hearts. They have good things in mind. But <laughs> but but we live in a system of 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 uh, of personality. And uh, celebrity right. and and uh, uh, and money Connections. and when these things come in, then what happened was that the march on Washington took a uh, a festive kind of thing. Right. And then oh, you had these black men who were coming in with their guns to say, uh, you know, we, this is going to end. Mm-hmm. And it turned into, if you look at the film of it, it turns into balloons and right. ice cream vendors and right. and superstars. They created and all jobs of this themselves. <laughs> and what and then what happens when superstars come into it is that they still pull the attention away from it. Well, they pull it. Not only do they pull the attention away from it, but then things become fad. I mean, like the like the way that uh, remember in the nineties uh, when the, the Malcolm X film was coming out, right. and all these kids were walking around carrying with X on. Yeah. But if you ask them what that meant, they had no idea. No. If you ask them what 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 Malcolm said, they have no idea. If you ask them what happened two weeks ago, they would have no idea. And with Martin (laughs) afterwards, if you ask them, they said, well, he had a dream. What was his dream? I don't know. And so it's this this whole thing that happens and it gets hijacked. Right. And so what you were saying about things being myopic is what people have to really understand. If you're going to be in a movement, if you're going to do this, then your life is a pie and you have to take that slice of the pie and commit. And you have to stay there, and you have to commit for the long run, right. and you have to commit not just for you. This isn't for me because it's not going to be done for me. Right. It's going to be done for my children or their children. Right. That's I a agree. great point, and I think and I think that's imperative for people to participate, even in some small way. You know, and and for me, I look at two ways. I look at it. My participation means that I'm standing with people that are trying to voice, uh, be a voice for for change for the greater good. But it's also uh, selfish in that it, it gives me some hope. It makes me feel better. It makes me to be in a community of people that are smarter than I am. And, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of, um, 
I'm made better by the folks that I'm surrounded yeah, by. Yeah, I don't think that's selfish at all. I think it's never selfish to want to lift yourself up. I want yeah. it right yeah. now or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Let me, you know what? Let me My change. children? Let, I'm not having kids. Let me change, let me, let me change the, the, the whole thing here fuck for a minute. Fuck the future is what Curtis <laughs> said. This thing that you're smoking. This thing that you're smoking. I know everybody uh, can't see this. Yeah. But that's the new thing. Yeah. yeah. That's the new thing. What is, I don't know a lot about that. It's a uh, fake his cigarette so that you don't get uh, tar. So is there yeah. nothing in it? Is there nicotine. no chemicals in it? There's nicotine. It's not an e-cigarette. Nigga, what? It's, no, it's, it's, it's a yuka. <laughs> an e-cigarette I'm a little nervous about because they're made in China and I don't know what the fuck they put in Whoa, whoa. I spent two summers in China. You did? They're okay feel, people. You, I feel like got the, a couple kids the, over there. I feel like the anti-smoking <laughs> movement is a really good example of a movement gone sour. Like, it starts off as workers' rights. The anti-smoking movement. Right. Yes. It starts off as, yes. like, you know, workers' rights advocating for health based on real evidence of secondhand smoke. And then it turns turns into this vilifying all smokers even when they are outside and there is no way and it becomes a like um this like visceral repulsion it's thing. Prohibition. Where you well, just, it's prohibition. Yeah, that's not again. the tag now. Do you watch those truth.com commercials? Or like, we'll be the generation that ends Yeah, where they're publicly shaming people like, who are smoking now. smoking. More teenagers are smoking now Outside where they're supposed like to. They go, you're being an advertisement for big tobacco. First of all, the very idea that I uh, give a shit about big tobacco, do you understand it's a drug? Cigarettes are a drug I take. I don't give <laughs> a fuck about the morals of any drug deal I've ever had. I just <laughs> wanted that fucking drug. Like, oh, I'm using this money to personally... Kill babies with a hammer. Oh, I have more power to you. How's the fucking uh, cigarettes? Go? Well, I don't know. I mean, let, me, let, me, let me play devil's like, advocate. They don't understand drug addicts. I know. I, I know. I, I have a twenty-year-old and a and a seventeen-year-old, and I know that I'm always talking to them about staying away from that stuff because right. I know that they from watch these films or what cigarettes or whatever. But even with the cigarettes, I know that they watch these films where the guy is really cool and he lights up and he sits there. That's and not he why smokes. I started smoking. And I didn't start smoking because I thought it was cool. I started smoking because people around me were smoking. I started smoking the, because the I wanted ads, to like, right. talk camel, to boys. Cartoon Camel never convinced me to, as a yeah. child I was like smoking that's the worst thing I never I love James Bond I watched a whole bunch of James Bond movies mm-hmm. he smoked in the early ones Sean Con- I never said I want to smoke I like was drinking I never thought that I started that. drinking but, smoking but, weed but, but, in but college but you do but you do like my son was talking to me last night he's got those apps you know and there's an app on there to uh, to put tattoos all over you you know to look like this Wiz, Wiz Khalifa and these people like that and he does that he goes dad look at this yes. mm-hmm. uh, this is what I look like with all those tattoos but don't worry I'm not going to get any but this is what I look sure. like and we talked for like an hour about that just right. that pressure because right. his friends right. who are yeah. 16 and 17 right. years old have gone out there and tatted themselves up to yeah. their necks yeah. and I tell him I said, I said to him I said you know uh, somebody like a Wiz Khalifa this guy is getting on the private jet this guy is in the he's back he's also of getting divorced right this now this guy is doing all of divorce. this stuff Probably because of I the said your friend your friend can't afford you know he's on a bus you know your right. friend is all tatted up and he can't even get a job now because right. he's got all these tattoos so there's nothing about him that is like Wiz Khalifa. If Wiz Khalifa met him, he'd laugh. He'll laugh mm-hmm. at him like, you are dumb doing that because yeah. I'm in a situation where I can't afford to do this. Yeah, that's it. You trying to get a job as district attorney, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't going to work out. Or even more likely yeah. trying to get a job teacher. at Starbucks where they yeah. have an explicit policy against yeah, visible tattoos. Sure well, besides that, is the tattoos at this point are the most just mediocre life choice. <laughs> like, there's such a fucking average loser to have a fucking tattoo. Uh, everybody. Everybody has, everybody has one. Everybody has 
Laszlo. How are you yeah. cool with that shit? Everybody well, now they one. have that. Whole, now they're going to make money from the tattoo removal. Now they have this whole thing that oh, yeah. sucks the ink out of your skin and, and it hurts. I, I know that girl. I know. <laughs> you know what? I was a girl thinking, like that in high school. I say I'm just going to keep the swastika because you know what? <laughs> <laughs> it was a. I was. It was. It was a moment in his life. Give him a break. It was a moment. You told I, was, me I was thinking about that though like what was the cultural shift and and my answer is I think it was Dennis Rodman basketball basketball right? players uh, but Irvin, was the, was Alan Iverson was more first, right but I, Alan, Alan Iverson really made it cool for young motherfuckers to have tattoos that's true like, Sorry, he, I need a footnote on who both as far as like people are. putting out there Tupac Dennis had him was a, two, a basketball player in the yeah, 90s Dennis Rodman won two, like five championships he had the full six. body tattoos okay. and he had uh, orange hair and yeah he okay. dressed up in a uh, wedding dress before you know Dennis Rodman before, before go him, sit in like, the corner for. I'm, I'm sorry. Go sit yeah. in the corner. In 2001, I was 14. Before him, like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. You know the Civil War. You know Lincoln, right? Yeah, he yeah. Wasn't absolutely. Born then, <laughs> so knowledge I, don't have. I, the, you I don't always get remember in school. <laughs> when, when I was in school, <laughs> that was like the the like beginning of hipster kids. When I was in school, what I remember like turning into what are hipsters now. Yeah, right. We didn't have the mustaches at the time. No. Oh, well, what's his name? Invented that shit. We had Gavin. This guy Gavin. You know Gavin, who he founded Vice. Vice magazine. I guess they fired him because he's racist. <laughs> he's not really racist, so but he's, he's, a, he's an asshole. He's, but I love yeah, him. he's an asshole. But uh, yeah, he's. Great. I, I actually yeah. like what a dick he's he is. An asshole. I love what, that he's no, a dick. But what he is he's, is he's, he's one of those guys that originates some shit. I think and then he's he has to go opposite of that. <laughs> right. So he originated like literally every hipster you see. He's the if you killed him, I think they would die. He, he's yeah. a friend of the show. He's ah. coming back on. And now, too. yeah, and so <laughs> now he's kind of like right wing. But I, I really believe that's his like. He's a contrarian. I have to go now. You guys all got on my shit. And now I have to be the guy that's like right wing. He can shoot holes in it because he yeah, built like, it. I'm getting married and having a kid now because that's not cool. <laughs> you know, like I think he's at it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, people get highly that's offended hilarious. at Gavin. But I really love people. He put a stake in his heart yeah. and all the rest of them. Just <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you see a mustache is on the ground everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> little curled up fucking uh, like a dead beetle <laughs> uh, what was I going to ask you about Ted? oh yeah so did you see the thing about Ferguson that because um, there was like why are there all the cops black and the and the political the local government's all white the cops, all cops are all white all the cops are white all the cops are white and all the local government and then it turns out like nobody votes in the local which by the way I don't why remember. would they yeah, yeah I never vote, encouraged I never vote in local elections ever nobody votes anywhere really I mean like let's let's not because, make it yeah, yeah let's well, not make it I think in the um, recent for good the recent, reason yeah in the recent well, primary no like, not for good reason yeah no for good reason we all feel so gotta vote gotta vote if you don't vote you gotta shut the fuck up I would not vote if you don't vote I would not vote and then go why is everybody white I like oh because I didn't vote fucking <laughs> I didn't go out and vote no but they don't start the, the people living there don't, don't start that narrative the media starts that narrative mm-hmm. right. of of right. like of uh, you know people saying why is why is the uh, the representation white right you know uh, black folks uh, you don't gotta vote for oh, cops oh that's a good point that's a good point <laughs> yeah. you don't vote for cops by the way no no, no not the co- gonna, see I don't think okay. you need black cops you need the heads of the cops to be black you know no, no, no 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 you actually do you vote know. for cops because well, the sure. only because the only city. In the, rather, the only real law in the land is the sheriff's department. The city uh, police department. Vote for the sheriff. Uh, right. Yeah, you have to yeah. vote the sheriff's department. But the city police department is like shaped by your votes. It is shaped by your votes. 
But well, people, people by that local have been, votes. And people that have been so disenfranchised are not going to participate in a, in a system that at every turn is looking to kick them out right. or yeah. looking to keep them from voting. You know, all these um, kind of voter... Uh, and there's a three-tier three like the way that that happens. There's, so like, there, there's the logistical issue of like pe- predominantly poor communities have fewer voting booths and longer lines and it's hard. It's literally harder to vote. Um, you have the systematic literal disenfranchisement of people being convicted of petty federal crimes so and then being yeah. disenfranchised for the rest of their life. Right. They're not right. allowed to vote. Right. Some of that, especially in poor communities where, it, you know, that their funding, from their funding is dependent on convictions. To vote. I mean, listen, people and then there's the emotional disenfranchisement. So it's like, it's a three tier thing. Like there's, there's a lot, a lot of, of young lot of kids that don't on. give a shit that. about anything and whatever. That's what the fuck it is. People in the sixties were getting attacked by dogs to go fucking vote and you can't go vote. Cause you're like, I agree. I don't believe that's on you. That's yeah, fucking yeah, on you. I, I, I absolutely you. agree with you. I agree. I absolutely yeah, no, agree. I agree. If I don't like who's in, that's on me. I didn't fucking vote for the local people, so now I don't like it. Well, that's I on me. That, I think that what happens is that in those smaller communities, the kind of the attitude is what gets grandfathered in of, yeah. oh, I'm not going to vote because my parents right. didn't vote, my grandparents didn't vote, and they're talking about, oh, it's not fair, and this and that, and they're right. Right. But it wasn't fair for their grandparents. It can be fair for them if they just get out there exactly. and do something well, about exactly. it. But, but the apathy of being told in your home how these people, how it's unfair and you're not going to be able to. I mean, I grew up, I would meet black, I grew up in the suburbs and I would go to my friends' homes like in the black areas and it was like they had given up. Yeah, like I, I hadn't seen that before. I remember yeah, the first time of seeing that. But why does that happen? Uh, it has, yeah. Well, reason, what man. happened was because when they when they would be when we would get into a discussion about something because I'm the son of a police officer, so different things would come Fuck up. Fuck your father, nigga. Hey, <laughs> my dad was. Did he ever? Not say something stop, sad. Stop my stop dad was prison. killed in the line of duty when I was ten years my old. Dad oh. All I heard was cop, and motherfucker. This, and this guy. Oh, sorry, this that's guy all I heard was cop. All I heard was cop, son. That's my reaction. Deal with it. My dad used to stop and frisk the family <laughs> it was uh and i would talk to them and when i would talk to them inevitably their parents or grandparents would jump in and it was all this negative stuff and then they weren't even old enough to vote they weren't yeah. old enough to vote yet so before they ever even right, went yeah. to a voting booth they've given up but so, I, was, I was always yeah. the kind of guy you told me i can't do something i'm doing it you tell me yeah. this ain't possible nigga i'm jumping right. head first Listen, yeah. Ted, yeah that's good yeah, ted's, ted's point i like ted's point though the thing about like why is everybody white and good? that is a media thing they just brought mm-hmm. out because maybe the residents are like well it's fine if we had white leaders just don't kill us they don't kill us <laughs> yeah, yeah if you I, I, acted I, I, correctly that's a good point i think I, and, it is a thing that they just pulled out BD, that makes it more racist guy first of all uh, i have to acknowledge something that you said we can't just like let it i'm sorry that your dad died in the oh, well, thanks, line of man. duty i'm sorry too Wait, Ted, don't, don't, I'm not pro Maybe his father dead. People at home, people at home right now are like, talking. I hate ah, That was a long time ago. You're over it by I now. Whatever. It feels wrong to just keep <laughs> talking after that point was made. Well, he was one, he was one of the first uh, black police officers in the whole state of Wisconsin, and he did a lot of good for a lot of people. I'm sure Where are you from in Wisconsin? Racine. From where? Racine. Oh, The thing that I want to say, though, is it kind of makes you an outlier in a few different things that you're talking about. Like, to have a dad who was a cop, to have grown up in the suburbs, Mm -hmm. uh, to have, you said, like, folks in the family that are are well-to-do. 
I mean, that makes you an outlier in, in most communities, but certainly probably in the black community that, that you have a cop in your family. I should have stole your bike years you know. ago, BD. <laughs> I, I, I walked I everywhere. Stole, I should have stole your bike and your sneakers. You would have been so disappointed. <laughs> I didn't even have a bike. Shrod I never could learn to ride it, so I just walked everywhere. Do you know Sherrod is writing hateful rap lyrics right now about Yeah, man. Sherrod, why are you so angry, brother? I don't know. It's something in my blood. He's, I can't. he's angry at this my dead father. He's angry at my dead God, dad. This is not me. This is not me. Jeez. <laughs> Relax, Sherrod. How about the greatest irony of all? That, that when I was a kid and Ice-T had fucking Cop Killer, which is like this huge outrage. And now he's the biggest cop on television? Yeah. I mean, right, what a right. fucking bizarre... Because America around. is bullshit. I have, a the- I have a theory. Bullshit. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's bullshit. I, be the- I have a theory that they targeted all of that kind of like hard gangster anti-police stuff, you know, whether it was Public Enemy or uh, NWA. I think they made it a point like, oh, this is, this is kind of the pipeline to the young black community, we don't want them having a consciousness because the young black community, right. let's face it, ripples out to the white community, oh, yes? to the suburbs. So I think they targeted, oh, of course, like let's make this, yeah, well, let's make rock rap, and roll. They've been uh, doing that. Drake and and these guys. That who was used rock to and be, roll, but it's it's you know what? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind it of all, it's kind of like all jungle yeah, music. It's all over the place. You know? Dude, I remember in the eighties with uh, with heavy metal, and they were saying this causes kids to kill themselves. Oh so, my god! You know, and I was like, well, no, if something's wrong, if you could kill yourself, something was wrong with you I was sitting in a house like know? this yeah, yeah. white kids doing no, it white kids wrong. crazy killing Listen, themselves over nothing's rock wrong with you whitey you were probably <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if yeah. you kill yourself you were probably bullied nothing's yeah. wrong with you well no, I mean, no I'm, I'm saying no I'm saying it's that just there, bullying there, there, was, there were problems there of were course problems. you're right you know, there were psychological right. problems definitely before the music you were so right first of all everyone when I was a kid and I go to these goddamn conventions that were eight hours these fucking Jehovah's Witness things the number when we had to have the talks about what the youth are into and they'd be like Rap and heavy metal, the two, like those are the only two kinds of music they heard of that were like bad for you was rap <laughs> and heavy metal. Stay away from these genres. I mean, suicide they lead to. And fuck, just parents will not take fucking credit for how shitty they are. Yeah. On any level, you're like, oh, my yeah. kid, it wasn't that I suck. My kid listened to the wrong song. <laughs> oh, my kid saw the wrong TV. No adult. Yes. I keep saying that. No adult that I know when they, they look back on their childhood and they talk about their problems. They're like, well, my dad didn't hug me. And my mom hit me. Also, I saw a uh, butt on TV. <laughs> as a result, uh, my life was there the same. I saw this one movie. There was tits everywhere. And then it warped my mind. Now, I kill my mom. You can show a kid any fucking music on TV. It doesn't matter. Oh, Your man. parents are... The right. That, you're absolutely right. It's the foundation that's yes. laid. Whatever home is built on that foundation is either going to be a mansion or it's going to be a shack. And but so the sad thing it, is... Pope, most people don't have a great foundation. That's right. a sad reality. Because we're all deeply flawed. But I mean, it's like some of it is just because Especially being a teenager showbiz. is really we're real, hard. We're screwed Warped. up. Warped. We're really screwed up. If There's you some kind tax- of hug that we never got. We paid to taxes <laughs> on our deficiencies. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it, Kurt. Um, Go ahead, Caitlin. What are you saying? No, I mean, I was just saying that like some of it is is that just being a teenager is hard. Like, there's a lot of like emotional and physical changes Fuck that are happening. Teenagers. Yeah. No, I mean, hard. I think it's a real thing. There's age appropriate black and white stupid. thinking. Being and a teenager in Taiwan or somewhere is hard, nigga. Uh, the greatest to... gift. <laughs> Let me tell you, my father did for me, which I love him for. He told me I was fucking stupid all the time. Not that he thought I was stupid, but he all my concerns <laughs> as loved, a teenager, <laughs> all my concerns I had as a teenager, he let me know were fucking stupid and didn't matter. And then what oh, that so did, he called. You stupid for for worrying about stuff that was stupid. 
he's just like you're a stupid kid. Like the the idea that none of my teenage life matters because I'm stupid. Like that took so much pressure off of me. <laughs> Do you understand? Like so and it was temporary. Yeah, like it wasn't like it's was just a thing that helped. Like that that drama world, that, that teen girl drama world that now teen boys are encouraged to have. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that little. Well, it matters. It matters. Is I'm everything. not gonna go to fucking Sandy <laughs> Hawkins or whatever the fuck they oh, they keep telling kids this shit's important and it's not. And it's not. They tell, like you're, it's all important and if it doesn't work out, your future is decided. <laughs> we have these speeches. The principal told us these are the most important. Not only they're the best years of your life. A fucking adult told me that in high school. If those are the best years of your life, you should kill yourself. The number now. The yeah. number. The number of students that I had as an SAT tutor that would just have panic attacks, genuinely believing that the score that they got on that test would like Dude, either open that, or close real shit. doors for their yeah. whole. Fi- I, and they're. I mean, they're not making that up. That's not like something that they created in their own mind. They're being told that Dude, over I, and over yeah. again by parents and teachers yeah. who are well, terrified when you have, of everything all the time. When your children come home every day, mm-hmm. you have to debrief them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what a lot of people yeah. don't do. Yeah, Every right. day, it's like with my boys, I debrief them. Yeah. They tell me what's what going on, and hear? I tell them what it is that's really going on. And they tell me they talk to their friends, and I would say, no good has ever come from two teenage boys or teenage people talking to each other about their problems. No. That's never, never happened. No. Blonde leading the blonde. Only, the only yeah. one who's going to take care of you and is going to look out for you and is going to love you is me. You know, like like in the way that you need right now, right? You know, because you're learning how to be young men, and I and I well, a blowjob wouldn't kill. You know, and I and then I also <laughs> told them that, and I taught them about in- integrity. You know, I said, you know, integrity is what you do and how you act when no one's looking, and so it's this foundation right. that was built for me by my dad that I right. built for them. You know, for them, and they're good, good young men who are going out. You know, I mean, I'm proud of them. Yeah. But I see, and yeah. I see the pressure that's around them. Like you said, this pressure that for that used to just exist for young girls. Yeah, that now is encouraged to exist yeah. for young it's boys. Weird. And the, and the reason, the boys. and it's because like when <laughs> yeah. you're in school. <laughs> Until college, you don't get to be who you are. You get to be who people say you are. Right. So you have to uh, have a strong foundation to be you, which is why I pulled both of my boys out of school. I said, I hate, I hate this public school system. I don't feel like these teachers where, which are is teaching where? you. Where are they in public They're in, wa- in Washington. Well, Arthur's a senior now, and Will is graduating. In Washington State. In Washington State. How is the schools there compared to I, uh, in Spokane, Washington? I did not like them. I didn't like them. Why? All. I felt because uh, I felt like there was so much static. I felt like that what had happened was that there are, and I'm not uh, disparaging teachers at all, but I felt like there are a lot of teachers now who, when I go to the school, they look like the kids, right? And because they weren't far enough away yet, right? And so it's almost like they become teachers, and then they get it's easy for them to get sucked back into the system of yeah. who's popular, right? And who's not, and right. who you should like, and who you should put down. Oh, really? And we got extended adolescence in this. I mean, country. when we were when mm-hmm. we were kids. Well, well, at least when I was a kid, I don't know about you, but the teachers were old. They yes. were, they knew things. Yeah, they could, they tell, were they could tell me stuff. The most important <laughs> part of the right, teacher. yeah, but now they're only like five years older yeah. than the kids. We had like one yeah. young teacher in high school, and we was like, oh, that yeah, we all want to fuck her. But everybody else was old yeah, nuns. They're old. We had, yeah, they're there was old. A and they were they were Sister Rose, we had nuns. It was nuns. a good job. It was that a good job to, to be a teacher. That's right. Yeah, it was an entry level position in life. Okay, let me ask you this, And now they buying them out though. They buying out teachers getting their tenure so they don't have to pay them. And they bring in an old, young, mm-hmm. unqualified motherfuckers. Unqualified, that's right. And then what happens is that you have Using these people like who, are, who, are, who, are, who are qualified to teach, 
but not qualified to tell you anything. Right. You yeah, know, right. and so yeah. then and so yeah. then that's what happens. Yeah. And so I pulled the boys out of school. I said home homeschooling is going to be much better. I put them in K-12 and I said, "Look, now you have to do the heavy lifting. You have to be responsible of getting up every day and doing this." You know, and Did so it it's going to be on you. Absolutely. Oh yeah? Absolutely. Amazing. And they are so <sighs> smart and they are so just good guys who are like really really smart i couldn't be homeschooled i couldn't do it well, it'd just be masturbation it would just be all day masturbation yeah. <laughs> let's be honest i'd just be beaten well, off because sometimes you hear that and it's like a good homeschool story do you know yeah. what i mean and then there's the other and way there's my cousins like, who yeah dinosaurs like, run noah's ark homeschool i mean my aunt <laughs> my aunt tried to start like a religious cult in rural florida and pulled Did her she? kids yeah and she pulled her kids out of school to homeschool them because oh she disagreed gosh. with the secular blah 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 except that her as a person like one of the reasons that she wanted to pull her kids out of school is that she didn't want to get up every day at 7 a.m so now all of my cousins well not all but the cousins on this side of the family (laughs) don't read above a fourth grade level they're all in their 30s it's a it's sad it's when did did she do this like years ago yeah i mean they're in their 30s so this was like 25 years ago you hear like these crazy stories it's like and I, i feel so bad about that because i don't know what you're what you're aunt or cousin they country folk but like like, I'm a Christian right and so it's like uh, for me they're spiritual I'm just non-denominational I'm just a Christian just asking and um, for me like them having a spiritual life was so important because I know that I went through a lot of hard years and the only thing that got me through was my relationship with the Lord. Shia or Sunni Christian? Pardon? (laughs) I said Shia or Sunni Christian. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Just a regular old Christian. Look, they're both our allies now to fight (laughs) ISIS. Just a a regular old Christian. Oh, God, it's a nightmare. So it's like them having a spiritual life was like so good for them, but it had nothing to do with like why I didn't want them. Right to go to school. Now my wife on the other hand, I always mess with her because she went to like a Christian school where it's like, you know, like sex leads to dancing. You know, I, oh, no. I always tell, I always tell her that, no, foot, that for her Footloose was a documentary. Uh, you know, it's like it yeah. was very, it was really, really strict. I went to a Catholic school. That, that us versus them mentality. Like, I, I see a lot of, of contemporary um, Christians who are, or create like an us versus them, and like I got to pull my kids. I have to shelter my children from the world. It feels very anti-Christian, like oh, not wanting to integrate into society. Absolutely. And then also, I feel like it's been hijacked by this industry of like it buy has. Christian T-shirts because you don't want to buy T. Teachers from right. the, the devil be, be, secular be, be world. Be careful where you spend your money. Spend right. your money for the Lord. Well, you know? right. I mean, and isn't it yeah. hilarious and how much uh, that Jesus should like flip their fucking table? I mean, that's like straight out of the Bible. <laughs> you have he to, came and punished those people that were selling that, that exactly. shit. Uh-huh. I, I mean, the I, thing I, is, is that Christians have to like start thinking for ourselves and not be hijacked. Just by read this your whole own cave Jew dum dum book. That's all <laughs> I have. By the, by, the, by the whole you know Christian right thing, which drives me. Which drives me nuts of pointing the finger. You know, I see people pointing the finger at people who choose to have an abortion, people who are homosexual. Oh, I had many. I had many or, abortions. Or, I'm not ashamed know, of it. Pe- people who are gay or whatever. And it's like, it's like you know what? You can't. You can't point. You can't point your finger at somebody. No, yeah. my life is spent trying to straighten me out. Right, right. you know what I mean. So the whole the whole point of being a Christian is to look out at everybody and try and be like friendly and be loving and and be cool with your with the people. Right, Jesus said like that's the biggest law is, is love everybody. That's mm-hmm. the, like the number one thing. And then I look around at what's happening with us. 
And it's like it's so disheartening. It's like we hate each other. Yeah, to see everybody hating. I mean, it's like no reason. It's a hate fest. But that's no reason. And it makes me so deeply human. I mean, like the the to to pick a team and to hate a different team. I mean, like you see it. You see it in sports. You see it in war. You see it in religion. I mean, like it's just the stable thing we do as a species. You know what? You're you're absolutely right. But but I always it's like I tell my boys. Like I tell anybody. I think that like our real reason for being on this earth is to become more than the sum of our parts. Sure. So it's like we are supposed to not do that, even though that is, you know, supposed to be the it's thing, deep, the, the deeply deep. human thing. But if somebody hits you, somebody does it, you want to jump on them and rip their head off. But you don't do that. Right. Yeah. You know, so you do have the ability to not jump on the bandwagon that says, oh, you got to hate people who are homosexual. Oh, you got to hate people if they had an abortion. Oh, you got to hate people if they're another religion. No, oh, you got to hate, hate people, you know. Yeah, like pick a sports team and exercise that impulse elsewhere. I was two, right. out, of, yeah. exactly. I was two out of the three. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't believe in the transformative power of, of Christianity because I think you were what you are. If you're already basically a good guy and you're a Christian, you can be a good guy. If you weren't, then it it like gives you permission to be the piece of shit that you were the whole time, there which ways. you see a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, what, what yeah. I was just going to say that like for me, uh, comedy is, is such like a... Uh, I mean, it's it's too much to say that it's it's my religion, but comedy and just the idea yeah, of free speech. Though. Yeah, me too. And, right. and also right. like the accessibility of comedy is yeah. is so uh, unique in that like if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, it's this mysterious path of you know behind uh, closed doors of elite uh, you know schools, schools and expensive. Run, you know, like you walk into a comedy club and you immediately might be around the best comics in the world. Right. Right. Yeah. You know. Right. So like we all right. had our comedic education in, in this most kind of democratic of ways of just going to clubs right, being around. Yeah. And, right. it's all, and it's always ongoing it's, and, and I, it's ongoing and it's and it's not a uh, an exclusionary thing I love like, it everyone has access to yes. it yes big know, so fat tall short well, black tell, white and, I think it's and, we really, might, and we might actually be the last people like at least in America who and not actually the industry. say what we feel not the industry of comedy so. but just like comedians it's the best shit ever the one thing to me that fuck up comedy is motherfuckers who's in the business who ain't comedians Mm-hmm. And I, right. I, that's who fuck it up. One yeah. of the things that I think right. is absolutely incredible about comedy is it brings people together that have really divergent like worldviews that can sit down and have a conversation and, and cut through a lot of the nonsense and not self censor exactly right. because like, we, all, we all live with uh, a common honest, narrative. Uh, yes, exactly. Like honest, uncensored conversations about real issues that in it it transcends all of that team shit. Like kind of like primary. Kind of like I say that yeah. this should be a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what it is, man. You've all been heckled, and the bottom line is these fucking and that's why yeah. right now the Emmy comedy is not right wingers it's fucking left wingers yeah. and they cannot yes. handle a heckling and when you see this girl uh, this is my favorite is a feminist blog they always same thing if it's not a problem why am I receiving violent tweets that I can't <laughs> And it's like their little self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> and the reason is, you like they don't understand heckling because they write on a computer right. with no feedback. It's just their right. thoughts it's going out. Right. Yeah, it's a and, and you don't look at someone's face, so they can't... So you don't realize just some jerk-off is just writing out of his ass. It's not a real threat. Right. It's some fucking jerk-off. And you don't know how... You, don't, you can't even envision this guy... Like, in a, in a room, you'd see someone do that to you. You just look at him, and you're like, I know this guy's... How much do you feel like a psychic sometimes... 
from just doing a lot of shows. Yes. Right, you're like, right, I know man. this person's entire life story that just opened their mouth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know. And I, I mean, it's like, yeah. you're a sad person. That's how yeah. you know psychics aren't real because they've just seen a lot of yeah. crap. Yeah, they've seen a lot of people. <laughs> I tell you this, I get more freedom. Like, people always ask me when I'm on uh, Fox News and shit, like, do they tell you what to say? It's like, I get more freedom to say what I want on there than CNN, mm-hmm. than, like, than any other channel yeah. because they want to see what you got to go against it. Right. That's why right. I go there. It's like, why would I go to CNN and just high five everybody saying the same shit I'm saying? Right. I want to go with a Right. Well, uh, that's what's his name? Nick that Mullen. Is, that, no, that's like, fantastic. You know Nick Mullen. We had glad, and I'm glad you said that because <laughs> I know in LA there's a lot of different people I've come across. Oh, Sharad is so funny. I'm like, yeah, Sharad and I are on the same show. Oh man, yeah, she's so funny. Why does he always go do that stuff on Fox? Because that's where the and fight I always is. Say, well, he goes over there <laughs> so he funny. can say something different than different. what they're saying. Exactly. Me and Dale, who you got to be on the same CNN shows, high fiving and dick fucking <laughs> mm-hmm. bumping. Yeah, no, yeah. nigga, I'm going with a fight. Front lines. You actually want to bump dicks? It's one of the things that I with some um, certain black in the, okay. the world of professional judging. activism that would like what I felt really really constrained in terms of like freedom of speech and that my own experience like for example I, I worked for um, I was an abortion rights activist for a long time and then I had my, it own, shows. my own like my own abortion <laughs> and my own experience was contrary to like the narrative of what that was and there wasn't room for my what story was the in advocacy it wasn't they used for, a wet vac <laughs> 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 no it wasn't it wasn't pass um, my spatula it wasn't an agonizing, emotionally traumatic experience for me. Yeah, and the well, narrative is this is a really hard, scarring, scarring traumatic. Oh, the lobby's worse. Rape esque. You go experience. with a girlfriend. And I'm like, no, this it was a it was a thing, and there wasn't room for the right. non-event. No, because they, in because, the they, because they're so desperate to yes. get to win. One yes. abortion, yeah, the, rookie. The, and that's the problem with I think with <laughs> rookie. <laughs> One abortion, rookie. <laughs> I've paid for at least nine. At least nine. I'm excuse this was old me. This ain't new me. <laughs> oh this was God. me when I was Sherrod young. The fact that your dick pile. hasn't fallen off tells me that like there's huge. no justice in the world. And it's beautiful. Sherrod stands in a pile Secondly, of Secondly, one of the Conan. worst parts. Yeah, one of the worst parts like of Conan. Conan. Where chicks around his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> <and a sword>. <laughs> <laughs> nice. A throne of the throne worst part, baby skulls. The worst part for a dude because you got if you go with the girl. Sometimes dudes don't go with the girl, but I was like, I'll right. go because I ain't gonna have you spend my abortion money on shoes <laughs> lying about abortions <laughs> I've been there Ted I've been there I love you so, so I go much. with him it wasn't uh, it wasn't about moral support it was make sure the money it's was checks and balances yeah. Teddy yeah. it's like following a homeless person to the deli to make sure that they buy food and I not cigarettes I have no trust you know what, what they no. do to torture but my, but my, my mother has oh, this, like, she's that person. this is what they do to torture the dude in the lobby they show like father of the bride nine times in a row <laughs> is that right that's the only movie they got running so you gotta sit there yeah. It's Father the Bride, Father the Bride 2, <laughs> Parent Trap. For me, it was That's all they play in there. Is that what you, you know what? The more I listen to it, the more I listen to Sherrod, the more I'm so happy I'm married. <laughs> so happy I'm married. Because that just sounds like so many problems. You don't, you don't like that movie? Uh, I don't like that movie. I saw Steve Allen so much. I, I saw want Steve to watch it in the lobby of an abortion clinic. I saw Steve Allen at the abortion clinic as much as I've been there. <laughs> so I blame Steve him. Martin. Steve Martin. <laughs> Steve Martin. Yeah. Oh Steve Martin's God. been there every time. Uh. 
that's but that's what they do. They taught you with movies of family and birth and happy births. Yeah, for yeah. me. And you're like this. Come on, get out of here, Keisha. We ain't doing it. We're going to make I a movie. Even, <laughs> I even tried to make it as hard on myself as humanly possible. I went in and they asked me what See, kind Martin. of anesthesia I wanted. And I was like, I'm good. And they were like, no, it doesn't cost more money. And I'm like, no, I just want to be fully present for the experience. The, the nurse what looked at me Jesus? like, I was absolutely crazy. Ah. And it still wasn't a but thing. It, but it, was it still a, wasn't a thing. Well, you, you have a stronger what, but vagina but, than most. But it was a choice for you. It was absolutely a choice. It was something that I'd really thought about. Yeah, a long time. I mean, and it was also a situation that would have been abortion. ludicrous for me to like try to. Like, I got. I had knocked up in San Francisco, found out I was pregnant, and like moved to Raleigh, the and then took over a campaign in Pennsylvania, like all within the same like three week period of time. <laughs> Look at Ted's face. It just, He's I, like, I, I didn't have a real relationship with the dude. Like it just wasn't a thing. Right. Like it really. Was the I understand? Older. I understand for some women they have a really different experience where like they wanted it, they found out something was wrong. I, un- the, the I understand that other people have other experiences. Mittens. <laughs> <laughs> he was fully dressed oh, on a whole well, well, I've been engaged with yeah, these guys. These guys are fucking jerks. Fuck these guys. I'm used to it. I feel like I'm like here so that Kurt. I'm tuned in and I'm tuned in over here. I'm here so that Kurt can tell rape jokes. That's the like that's the purpose I see and say this. Yes. Listen, Caitlin, we all know your abortion was adorable. But we got to close. We got to end the show now. Oh, no. It's over already. Ain't it so fast? Holy cow. You know, I've been. Uh, several people told me we should make it longer, but I'm like, why just lengthen it? I mean, just like well, let's get them thirsty more. for the next one. Yeah, why? Well, there yeah. you go. Leave them one. Leave them hungry. Fucking two hours. Fuck that shit, dude. We'll do it for TV, maybe. How long are people driving? We're doing a live uh, for New York Comedy Festival. We're doing a live live show. That's live right. Show. New York right City. Wow, well, are you down for it, BD? Till uh, Tuesday. Oh, BD's in New York for Tuesday. Ted, what you up to this weekend? This weekend, I am at the Creek in the Cave. Actually, nice. On Ooh. City. Ooh. What are you doing, Caitlin? Uh, this weekend I'm in Boston at the comedy studio, and next weekend I'm at Go Bananas in Cincinnati with uh, Kyle Grooms, right? Yeah, yeah opening for Kyle Grooms October second through the sixth. Well, I'll be at Laugh Boston. Room. I'm at Laugh Boston this weekend, twenty sixth, twenty seventh. Three shows. Come out, you fucks. Uh, yeah, this weekend. Laugh oh, so well. Watch me on a VH1, by the way. Yeah, definitely. Me and Sherrod. We always on, on that. On I Love the 2000s. That's, That's right. New series. BD Freeman. And episodes we're killing it. And uh, and please, please, please. You guys got I I, I know you're there, but please watch Teachers Lounge. It's the oh, first got to. funniest oh, so show funny. I have it's, it's so good. so funny. It's yeah, so I, funny. I, I didn't say that for Ted. I, I, just, I, just, I had to say that, but it's so freaking funny. I just funny. heard about this show of Ted's called Teachers Lounge. <laughs> yeah. And then Big immediately, show. the next thing is like, how come I'm not on Ted's show? Too? That's what I did. I did I not confront you about that. I you confronted did, you him. Did. You confronted me at the cellar. That's oh, funny. I'm so angry. It's so why do I not look like a teacher? <laughs> <laughs> I can shave my face. Ted. <laughs> I can shave my face. He can be the shop teacher. <laughs> yes, yes. It's so funny, man. Yes, it's, it's a great show, man. Great. It sounds fucking. Thank great. you. Yeah, teachers lounge. Uh, I play the music teacher. My buddy Hollis is the janitor. And right. then every episode we have comedians like uh, Louis Black, Michael Che, Jim. Yeah. Gaffigan, Judy Attell Gold. was the uh, photographer, Attell right? The, the school, school photographer. photographer. Yep. Oh, that was great. Uh, Thank you. Good. Thank you. Uh, right. You just got a Baldwin for the... Uh, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, each episode begins with like a school announcement and uh, Janine Garofalo did oh. the first five episodes and then Alec Baldwin did the next five. So, you so can, awesome. You can see those on ThunderShorts.net. Yeah, she's dot super cool. Yeah. Super Thundershorts. cool. ThunderShorts.net. Yes. I have it. I have it locked into my phone. I love her, dude. Yeah, I do too. She's so good in the fucking cool. She's great. Yeah, I dig her. I don't think she gets enough credit. She's bad. No, people yeah. like bad shit because they're bothered. She's fucking cool as shit. She's cool as, love Jeannie as shit. Um, all right, so we're done. Uh, thank you, everyone. We gotta get her on too. Thanks, Thanks guys. Everybody. Thanks for us. Bye. Bye. Excellent. Yeah, best show ever. Ted Wynn.